2: One of the players that Cleveland wants is Crawford, and in their system, he is one of the best projected players in the system, and they're not giving up Justin Crawford. I mean, they've talked about Rojas. I don't care about Rojas, but Crawford is the key in that whole thing, and they have spoken to Cleveland about Class A.
4: Well, that's a name. Howard Eskin this morning on The Morning Show. Welcome back. Midday Show. Hugh Douglas shows you. So Howard was on with the Ritchie today. And we've had Howard on a bunch the last few weeks. And he keeps saying they're going to make another move, right? Yeah. We've asked about Bellinger. We've asked about Jordan Montgomery. Those guys are free agents. So Howard, kind of out of nowhere today, brought up Emmanuel Classe, who is the closer, Hugh, for the Cleveland Guardians. He's a good pitcher. He's young. What's interesting about him is he's already re-signed to a pretty uh, – I'd a say, bit of contract. but it's, it's pretty reasonable for yeah. a good pitcher. He only You're talking makes...
0: about the trade to, if you wanted to trade for him.
4: Yeah, yeah, so he's he's under contract. I think it's for at least two more years, but then there's options that are still kind of cheap. So he's he's a bargain for as good as he is. But Howard there said that that they want Justin Crawford, who's the Phillies. I would say their second best prospect after Painter. I mean this this kid, he's uh, Carl Crawford's son, who used to be an MLB All Star. Hit 330 last year as a 19 year old across two levels. That's a big price to pay. This guy's really good, this relief pitcher, but I don't I don't know if I want to give up a prospect that good right now.
0: Yeah, and when you talk about the Phillies and what they've been able to do is what I kinda want the Eagles to do is try to try to build from within. That's the way that you sustain yourself by letting your young guys come up and letting them play and giving them opportunities. So, yeah, I'm with you on this one, Joe. Don't want to make that move.
4: Uh, look, I, if they could get Emmanuel Clase, I'm excited for the idea of it. But that I, I agree with Howard it's, on this. The price is too high. It's a very big price. And he, because he's resigned for so many years, I get why they're asking for that because you're getting him for, you know, two to four years if you pick up options. He would help this bullpen. I mean, there's no question about that. He. I think the last two years, what do you have, 44 and 42 saves? He's he's a legitimate all-star closer. He's been an all-star each of the last two years. He was a rookie the year before that and was fifth in rookie of the year. So I mean, this guy's a pretty star relief pitcher in baseball. He would make this bullpen better. I do think they could use another arm, but I I like Justin Crawford. I think he's got a chance to be a, a star for the Phillies down the line. I'm out on this, even though I like Class A. Kyle, when you hear the idea from Howard there, where are you on it? Would you uh, would you cash in a big chip for a young all-star closer?
1: So I guess the baseball equivalent of F-them picks is F-them prospects. It has to be, yeah. F-them prospects, dude. F- them prospects. This is a World Series window, and I'm doing everything that I can to maximize the window mm. that we're in. I don't know what shelf life we have with off-injured Bryce Harper, Zach Wheeler into his 30s and all that. Like This team is built to win right now, so I really couldn't care less about Justin Crawford. I don't even know if Justin Crawford's going to be any good. So I would definitely trade him to get a better closer on
4: this. So team. I hear you on that, but at some point there's has to be a next wave of Phillies, doesn't there? I mean at some po- at some point Zach Wheeler's going to be 37 and Aaron is going to be 35 and Bryce Harper's going to be 35 and Trey Turner's going to be 36. Like you're along the two. At some point there has to be the next wave of their best players. This kid was a first round pick a couple years ago. He's like when I think of their future Andrew Painter and this kid, that feels like their future.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. And that's what I'm talking about, Joe. That's the same thing when I talk about how the Phillies organization has been built and the other teams the way that they need to be built. You gotta build it with those young guys, man. You can't trade away young prospects.
4: Can't do that. Now look, I if you're giving me a different deal and they could get Emmanuel Class like I'm I'm excited for the player that, that I'm with Howard on this. And I haven't been with Howard often lately. I and mean, Howard's usually wrong on these kind of things. Yeah, I think he's right on this. That is too steep a price. For a relief pitcher. There's
1: a right. lot of agreement with Howard this week, man. Are I know. you are you
4: okay? Well, I think Howard was agreeing with me. I mean I've I've been, oh, okay. no, I mean, I, I'm agreeing with him on this. I think he was with me that like the Niners are favored for a reason in the Super Bowl. They're probably gonna win the game.
1: Were they last year too? They well, the, Or I'm geez. sorry, were they were the Eagles favored in last year's they Super Bowl for a yeah, reason yeah. too? Yes. Okay.
4: But that and they outplayed them for most of the game. They didn't but win, but they outplayed lost them. And I I, 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 I remember... You know, you have to remind everyone what happened? Of course I do. We know what happened. They lost the game. All right, our, our Twitter question today, sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. On the anniversary of the Eagles Super Bowl Parade, which are the Eagles closer to right now? Another parade or a rebuild? 63% on parade. And how should the Sixers approach today's trade deadline? 59%, one of them to go all in. Well, that's going to mean more than just Buddy here. We'll go to Elliot at the news desk in a couple minutes. Ron in Monco's up. Hey, Ron.
5: Yo, Joe. Ron. Yo. Yo, how you doing? Yo, guys, I got a stalker. I got a stalker. That seems like a problem, here. Ron. It is a problem. I think he's actually in your in your studio, too.
4: Which one of us would be, would be the stalker?
5: It's the, it's the young one with squeaky voice. Yeah, huh? I, I know him by his voice. one with
4: the squeaky voice. Quinn. But well, why is he? How, how do you think he's stalking? When, what are when, he about?
1: when did my voice get squeaky? By the way. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't Dude, think
4: it's a squeaky not, voice.
1: Not, not quite sure. I hear that, Ron.
4: But how Joe, is how is watch Kyle? Watch. How is Kyle stalking you?
1: Probably by oh. listening to the radio station I work at. Oh. Crazy concept.
4: There are a pack of wolves down
1: Over there. Over two, Ron.
5: Something. Yo. So, anyways, Joe, let me ask you something. How do you
4: feel about our starting rotation? I would like one more pitcher. Uh, that's all. Yeah, well, I mean how many more do you, am I gonna get? I'm gonna get three. Okay. I would like one no, more. You're right. You're uh, so you're I got right. I got okay. Wheeler, who's great. I ha- I have Nola who's good. I yeah, have I, like I have Suarez who I like, but we you know we'll see we gotta see if he gets through yeah, a full right. season. The jury's
5: I, out on him. Yeah,
4: I don't like Walker, but I'm stuck with him. And Sanchez, I'm not sure on.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me wheel back to that Kids Crawford. What position does he play? Center field. Okay. Well, we de- We know we need a center fielder. Okay. So, he, he, when when do you think he's ready to come up? A year? Another year? Another two? What?
4: Year or two? I mean, he was drafted at a high school two okay. years ago. He's he's twenty years old now. He's a kid. Okay.
5: All right. So if you don't if you don't get another starter, a quality starter, okay, then you're not going to trade him to get a closer because this this rotation is not going to get it done, and the bullpen is not going to get it done. Okay, they're not going to do it. All right. If they don't do something drastic with it.
4: What, would you agree with that? I have questions. I think look, it could be a good well, rotation. have questions before first spring training even starts then the answer would be well yes, ron, to- my issue is more that it's it's the depth behind it. I mean holy moly, they, well, well there you have kobe it. Aller, have- Dylan covey i I'm with you. they need another start it's a good rotation, but it's thin thin okay
5: let's 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 rewind okay. let's rewind back to our, our 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 dying moments last uh last fall okay we, you, you remember what the, remember what the uh, the coach did? His ring of circle. There was no more a circle of trust. Okay, that means all the pitchers that he didn't trust, which was over three quarters of them. Okay, sat on the bench because he didn't trust any of them.
4: Like Walker, he didn't want to put him in. He refused Walker, to put him. In.
5: All of all of them. You had three pitchers. You had Hoffman. You had Long Hair, and then you had. The, the the ponytail, the one that we just chucked that, that, that threw out, the, he threw him out there Kimberl. two days in a row to lose the lose the series. So is okay. long hair Strom, is long hair Strom and There's ponytails Kimbrel?
4: Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. okay.
5: That's what boils down to. Those three starters are what he tried to ride through the end because he didn't trust any of the other ones. In fact, your starter, your ace, had to come in and, and be embarrassed to close the final game. Okay, so if you don't think, I'm just curious, Jeff. Because me and you are usually on the same page with baseball. And I'm telling you right now, they ain't got enough. And I'm telling you, when it happens again, I'm going to tear new you-know-whats to everybody down in that station, okay? Because if you can't see it, and you, because you don't know
4: it, you know? And oh, he, I like he, that line. If you can't see it, you don't know it. I'm stealing that. that. That's a good line, Ron. I'm using that one.
5: Yeah, well, if you can't see it, you don't know it. And, and the thing of it is, these kids, okay, like uh, – um, uh, who oh, Jesus? Sanchez. Quinn is, is one of them. He just made. The oh, same you pick. mean the people here? I don't here, care. Yeah. I don't care about this super stud prospect we got out in center field. We're to, we're to win right now. Well, we are to win right now. But if you don't put the other pieces around, you're not. You're going to blow that. You're going to blow that pick right out the out the window. And and Seltzer's the same way. He doesn't get it. He Seltzer's a stat. He's stat boy. He he, he doesn't get it. Wow, he, S-
4: Seltzer doesn't get many uh, shots on our show. That, that, no, that's no, a new one. Well, comes, grenade, well that's, he,
5: that's how he likes. That's how he likes to justify his thinking. He goes to the stat box. okay. And what's he what's he saying? Oh, they don't. I said we don't have anybody there. He got one pitcher that goes maybe seven innings, okay. Your second pitcher, okay, Nola. who red
1: home runs by a star? Nola. Nola had too many home okay. runs. And Ron,
4: I, we, we get it. I mean, I heard Seltzer this morning. I I was listening just like Kyle. Can, I, can I guess, you get
1: more miserable than, I, than Ron and I Monica. guess
4: that means we're stalking. So – the one point Seltzer, and that this my is that the first time a caller rips seltzer on our show. I think that that might be that's LA. that time doesn't happen
6: it. very often. So. Yeah, I, I do this show every Saturday with James. Obviously, do the podcast yeah, with course. James, and I can maybe count on one hand in five years the amount of time seltzer's caught heat. So
4: that's I know it's rare. I mean, seltzer and Ron were going back and forth this morning. I mean, he's, <laughs> Schlitzy
6: Yes, yeah, Schl- doesn't get much. Heat. I forgot about I the I don't feel like people get so worked up about stats. Like, where do they think the stats come from? The Alternate games they're not watching. Like yeah, they're Ron, made up. Yeah, exactly. Like people like LA use stats all the time. Like, well, the stats come from the games that you are using. I think your a lot of times
0: because stats sometimes you can make stats make them. You could twist them and contort
1: them in yeah. a way to make. You can do just, make, you you know think you know what the same
6: thing with the saying? eye test. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah,
1: facts. <laughs> facts. A lot of times cut arguments out by the legs. Like for instance, Ron talking about how they don't go seven innings when one. Nobody in baseball really goes more than seven innings anymore, Ron. This isn't the 1970s. Yes. So, you know, catch up with with the times. And plus, the Philly starters go, I'm pretty sure they went more innings than any other rotation in baseball. They did. And that was Seltzer's point. Now, my
4: counter and why I, I see Ron's point, and I would like another pitcher, Montgomery or whatever is Taiwan Walker goes seven every time. When, he, when you give up four in the first inning, it hits yes. less. It's less impressive. I, mean, I,
1: I think the rotation, like, I, I want another piece, but Ron calls in and acts like the, the skies fall, like the Phillies are screwed, the rotation stink. Like, come on, man. It doesn't <laughs> stink. I
4: think it's a little thin. And I also think, and I mentioned this yesterday, we, we're very excited Nola's back, and we keep forgetting the Aaron Nola that we watched for three quarters of last season. What kind of Nola are we getting this year? Bounce back, Nola? Good Bounce Nola? back. You
0: said it's the, like it's a year it's, he goes every other year, Every right? other year, so this the bounce back year. Like, He's had a little rough year.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if that's going to last forever. This up and down thing. I mean, maybe it does. I'd that'd be great if he had a good year. I just I I I'd like another starting pitcher or just another pitcher, and that's why obviously Howard's point this morning on a bullpen guy or a starter. Interesting one. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, let's go to Elliot at the breaking news and trade desk today. NBA trade deadline in an hour, uh, a little less than two hours now. Hour and forty five minutes. Elliot, so we know the Sixers made a couple moves today. Anything else going on, big picture NBA? I saw the Knicks did something. Yeah, here. so
6: an hour 45 to go before the dead deadline. After a flurry of moves this morning, uh, it's definitely quieted. It feels like the silence is almost deafening, mm. like something, something's going to happen. Um, the Sixers obviously acquired Buddy Heald. They've traded out Marcus Morris, Furcan Kurt. Korkmaz, and uh, Daniel House. So they have two empty roster spots right now. Around the league, I mean, you, you mentioned the Knicks have been very active. They acquired Alex Burke and Bojan Bogdanovic from, uh, from the Detroit Pistons. So they've added to, I mean, a roster that has been red hot recently. But no major big names moved yet. Obviously, De- Deontay Murray is one that is still uh, believed to be on the block. He's actually practicing at Temple right now. So, you know, he doesn't... Uh, doesn't have to go far to get to uh to Philadelphia. Oh because the Hawks are the here the Hawks next. are here tomorrow, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was just... like
4: why is he here?
6: Yeah, I mean I'm a Temple out but you know, I don't think he's just there for fun. I think he's there for work.
4: But so I wonder if anything else big will happen, not just Sixers but the NBA. So Murray probably going to be the next if there's one more big name to move. If they, unless there's a surprising yeah. name.
6: Like again, I, we talked about him earlier. I don't think he's going to be traded, but Paul George is someone that they've been trying to sign to a contract haven't hasn't not done yet. So maybe that's uh one name to watch, but the one thing that all the NBA and are saying is Daryl Morey is very active. Like he, he has been the most active GM in the league in terms of trying to make deals. We know he loves to trade for star players, and as active as he's been today in making two trades. No first-round picks traded, so still has all his first-round picks. Still has Tobias Harris. Um, there's still a salary that can be traded. Covington is still on the roster, so he still has some major pieces he could move in the next hour and uh, forty-five.
4: Yeah, I, I also wonder the big teams, like the teams near the top of the conference, has been relatively quiet. Gordon yep. Hayward went to the Thunder. Yeah, but you know he had, he's late in his career now. But Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, top three in the East, didn't do much. And then the West, uh, Hayward to Oklahoma City, but Minnesota and Denver and and even the Clippers because they're right there pretty quiet.
6: Yeah, and uh, of other note, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, and Andre Drummond were all at uh, Chicago Bulls shoot-around, which started about, I believe, 25 minutes ago. So those are three names that have been rumored to be on the move. The Sixers have been very heavily linked to backup center, still haven't made a move there. Uh, Kelly Olenek, um got traded earlier today, so he's obviously off the market for the Sixers. So Andre Drummond is a name to keep uh, an eye on.
4: Do we expect another move from Morey? Do you expect anything else, or do you think he's done? Uh, I think he has to probably try to
0: make another move. I would try to
4: make another move.
0: You, what did you say? Um, De'Jounte Murray is still out there, right? Still, still out there, there yes. Yeah. Still so, out
4: there. Try to yep. figure out if you
0: can try to get him here, maybe.
4: L.A., do you expect another Mori move?
6: I think so. Again, they have all their first-round picks. They still have Tobias Harris. They still have Robert Covington. Um, they have a lot of tradable assets left, and this is this is their last chance. Buddy Heald is a good addition, and if you sign Kyle Lowry after the deadline – Maybe he's able to kind of revitalize his career in Philadelphia, but they have not done enough yet on really either end. I know you want them to punt on the year, but like they have a chance still this year and to go out and only add buddy healed, I think would be a disappointing uh, deadline.
4: Yeah. I, I do think they'll do one more thing. It's straight. I, probably a big, probably a guy like Andre Drummond or someone similar. Let's go to Rick in Easton. What's up, Rick?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, gentlemen, you know, being a 20 year club seat holder, I really hope that we're closer to a parade than we are to a rebuild. But my biggest concern is, we just made a failed head coach in the last seven games of the year. A failed manager was promoted to the CEO of the the coaches. You don't usually see too many successful businesses promote a manager that had a bad year to a CEO front office position. My biggest concern is that eye test, the last seven weeks guys, Everybody on that roster, except for Devontae and Cox, who probably won't be here, all shut down like they were unrecognizable. It's great to have a young roster, but where's their spine? Where's their heart? They all shut down collectively together. So when we say we had a roster that went to the Super Bowl, that was the same roster That totally melt down the last seven weeks. Coaching is one thing; I get it, but the players totally looked like they were disinterested. And let's stop talking about the Super Bowl roster because
4: that's not around anymore. No, it's not. It's it's a different roster. And Rick, of all the games that stand out, I'm obviously the playoff game was like the end and and the and the worst one because it it was the final part of the season. But that Cardinal game at home is where I like what you're saying. They looked on defense. They got pushed around by a bad team.
2: You know, Gannon Gannon said to his sideline, you almost could see what he was saying. Guys, we're going to kick an onside kick, even if we don't get it, and they get the ball on our side of the 50, they're going to go for a field goal, we're going to score a touchdown and win this game. It almost looked like that team was so confident, and that's where really the wheels fell off. And I'm just really concerned about What are we going to do in Game 1, Game 2, Game 3? Is this roster going to be able to rally around what happened last year? So I
6: think the Cardinals game is an an interesting one to bring up because I think there's actually, in a a weird way, like the reason to be optimistic for next year. Because the Cardinals game, the offense was really good. right? I think they scored on six or seven possessions or something like that. The issue was they couldn't get the ball because the defense was so bad. I agree from a coaching perspective, and the Eagles obviously agree, the defense was terrible last year, especially after they made the change of coordinator. If they can get the defense back to just serviceable and the offense plays like they did against Arizona, like they'll be a a one or two seed.
2: I even ate crow in my section when we had the ball with a minute and a half left. I said, well, let's go see our two-minute drill once again. And you know what? They had a great two-minute drill to end that first half. And my whole section was saying, now what do you got to say? I mean, it was like, Everything was like, maybe they're riding the ship now. And then I never saw a team have a second-half meltdown like they did. It's just incredible. But my only concern is, you know, we can't forget, Dallas has a very talented roster. Green Bay is young and hungry. San Fran and Detroit may not go away. I want to see this offense do one thing and one thing only. Please use the middle of the field and stay from the sidelines with Devontae and A.J. if A.J.'s head is into it next year.
4: Well, especially at least more, Rick. I don't mind them going towards the sidelines. Rick, we appreciate it. But yeah, more. I mean, some of the numbers out there about... and. And then we're going back to stats again. Not everyone likes stats. Right. They didn't use the middle of the field very often at all. It's, you know, you could go find how often, but it's but a it, small percentage. So
6: the issue I had with that, though, is, and I guess we'll go to stats again. If Uh-oh. you look at the middle of the field, he threw there almost exactly the same amount of times or close to it as he did in 2022. Just wasn't it, as successful? Yeah. I think it was mostly just as successful. The main issue they had on offense was the turnovers. Like, they moved the ball on offense last year, and they still finished seventh in points per game. The problem was when the, that they had a lot of drives end with turning the ball over, and that, that's a big deal when you talk about points and, you know, like winning games. So the turnovers are a major problem for sure. But the middle of the field thing, A, I don't think that's a coaching thing. I think Jalen doesn't really love to throw it over the middle of the field. But if you look at 2023 to 2022, it was very similar. Well, I think I agree with you on the Jalen thing. I think part of
4: it is he's short and he can't see over the line. He's got to move. I think it's just there was easier a, a
6: play against Tampa, to throw the outside. The long pass to Devontae. Do you remember? the? Long, uh, it was probably the only good offensive yeah, play of the yeah. game. If you look at it, he has a perfectly clean pl- uh, pocket. He's sitting there. Devonte's going down. He's open. He moves to the left, so he's not uh, behind Landon Dickerson anymore, and then he throws it. So I do think just as much as we put this on coaching, I think the middle of the field is a Jalen thing as well. It used to be Russell Wilson, too. I think there's something to their stature that they move and they mm-hmm. and then just easier to see
4: on the outside than it is, you know, over the line of over the line of scrimmage and the offensive line. But two one five, five nine two, ninety four ninety four. All right, we'll get to everyone's phone calls with a final update. NBA trade deadline, it's at three o'clock. So we have um, the afternoon show coming up after us. They will react right up to the deadline. And today, it's not just Jack and Ike. We have Spike in as well. Spike Eskin joining Spike. the afternoon show uh, as they get ramped up for their new show. Do we have a name for that show yet? Is it Ike and Company? Did you guys hear that yesterday? Is that the is that the name? Do we have an official name? I like name?
6: that name, Ike and
1: Company.
4: What do you guys think of Ike and Company as the name of the show? Mm, I heard it yesterday. Eh. What about uh,
6: Ike, Spike, and a dash of fritz? Isn't yeah. that the
4: it's just it's a little wordy, a lot, isn't that's it? A, yeah,
0: that's a little, little lot, lot going on. I can yeah.
4: friends sounds really good. I can friends, I can yeah. company, yeah. I can, yeah. I like either of them. I think there's something to
6: that. They're Ike coming and Spike. up. Well, what about Jack? Damn, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can Spike just, sounds good too. It does. It's just like Ike, Spike and Jack is good. Ike, Spike and Jack in the Ike afternoons. Spike. I can spike, yeah. I can, I mean, I can I, spike makes Ike the first most. is
4: what we are. Uh, I argue. think that's pretty yeah. established this point. Yep. All right. 215 592 9490. For your phone calls, Elliot will update us on what's going on six of the trade deadline. And Eagles, it's been six years since the parade. Six years ago today. Are they close to a rebuild or another parade? Plus, we got to check in. Our old buddy, Doc Rivers, off to a roaring start. One and four in Milwaukee. You got to hear this excuse soundbite from Doc next. so what's going on with him? That's up next, right in the Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let's talk to my friends over at FanDuel. Of course, football fans, FanDuel is in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, has the perfect way for everyone to get in on Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay but when you bet Super Bowl 50 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and point spread plus all sorts of prop bets. I'll be on touchdown scores. Give me both tight ends and each running back to score touchdowns. touchdown. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. So start building your own or just bet a popular same-game parlay pre-built for you in America's number one sportsbook. I really like The FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.